0: I am Patrick Kane. I
1: am Drew Hawkins. And this is... Sound, Sound Bites. This <laughs> wasn't good. Right. Yeah, no, synchronized didn't work out too great. Um, um, so this is the first episode of our... What, what would you call it? Um, I would
0: call it an enthusiast adventure. But we, we make food and we drink stuff.
1: We make food and we drink stuff. is really, really all it is. Just like all you people out in podcast land. Yeah. And neither of us are really... Chefs or professional. Um, I mean, we we can make things beyond peanut butter sandwiches. But and really, we own aprons. We do have an apron. I think you. I have one. Do you have one? No, I just no. use yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also have a cast iron skillet. I'm proud of. So seasoned. It's seasoned. well seasoned. Seasoned. <laughs> Thoroughly seasoned. Um, so yeah, basically, we just like to check out new dishes that we've either never tried before mm-hmm. or are... we never really made or. Yeah, so so, um, we just make food,
0: a new new dish to us, and then we um, make a cocktail or some alcoholic beverage to accompany it.
1: Yes, or it doesn't necessarily uh, complement it, (laughs) but it does uh, accompany it. We're a bunch of zany, zany boys. Yeah, Um, so for today, we tried our hand at some bibimbap.
0: Oh, um. Uh, full disclosure, Um, we are going to mispronounce a
1: lot of things in Korean. Yes. Real bad. Yes. Off top, be prepared for it. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the thing is that uh, we're both chronically American, and um, oh, we're just not even going to, you know, really... Our handicap is being American. You know, like, you'll hear somebody say croissant. You know, I'm not even going to pretend to try to, you know... Croissant. Yeah, it's croissant. And if you hear me chewing, I'm finishing up the um, bibimbap. B- bibimbap. 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 Sure. That was actually gonna of all the things we're gonna be saying today, that's the easiest one. So you should go ahead. And, <laughs> you, should, you should get that down now. Sit down. Put on a seatbelt. If you're standing, please seat. You're about to get up. All in it. Uh, so bibimbap is a Korean dish. It's a staple kind of. South um, Korean. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's uh, basically bibimbap Bibim means. Um, mixing to mix uh and and bop is rice so it's basically mixed rice is kind of a kind of a really good translation of what we're talking about i think it's a
0: very hard translation is what
1: (laughs) it doesn't necessarily carry but that's essentially the message being conveyed and for all you
0: history buffs out there you best believe we're gonna jam-pack this little podcast experiment
1: with factoids like you've never seen i mean that's the thing about food and, and culinary stuff um when you're exploring new stuff, you're going to learn new things. Should we go ahead and list off what we put in there, or should we Um, we
0: yeah, yeah. Let's, let's describe people. Right. So, guys, it's mixed rice, man. Um, Drew, uh, luckily, has, like, a little cast iron pot, but from what we've gathered, it's traditionally served as, um, you know, you get your sticky rice, you put it in a hot cast iron pot, you let the rice crisp up, and then you just load it up with fun, mm-hmm. fun stuff. Like, what we had, we had, uh, kimchi, everybody's favorite fermented
1: cabbage, you can help me out here, too. We had, um... Bean sprouts. We had bean sprouts. Uh, pickled.
0: Real fun pickled Korean. Yeah, a
1: uh, Korean pickle, though. So it's 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 not just, you, you know, classic or whatever. You can't just throw some...
0: It tastes a lot like soy. Y'all, it's it's, it's great stuff, man. Also, really um, if you live in a town that's fortunate enough to have, like, an Asian market, y'all need to
1: go, man. Please take advantage of it. Whole new we world. We could spend years walking through this place. It's amazing. Maybe
0: we just have, like, a podcast on the Hong Kong market one time, maybe.
1: I mean, just the... The sheer, They got booze. It's so overwhelming. No, they do. They, they have do have. They do have the booze stuff. A, l- a little tricky though because you can't necessarily tell what it is. Isn't that part of the adventure? Though? I think so. I think <laughs> okay. that's, the, that's the the quest we're on. Um, so I mean, it's a it's a standard kind of staple food, a rice bowl type yeah. deal. You know. And, oh wait, and, oh, wait, wait. Um, what's that? Steak
0: was also on there. There's yes. an egg
1: on top. Yeah. Um, we had shredded carrots.
0: We had zucchini. Am I missing anything? Oh, and all right, and then we can roll it roll it into yeah. this. We had some um, Doonjang? Du, du, Doonjang? No, Gojijang.
1: The Gojijang, it was, it was like a soybean chili paste. It's it's basically, um, a lot of societies have a staple hot sauce. Mm-hmm. This is the Korean hot sauce. So, you know, Thailand, you got kind of sriracha. Yeah. You could even say... What, is
0: sriracha Thai?
1: Yes. For real? Yes.
0: And, f- facts, people. Um, Not making
1: it up. And, you know, you could even stretch it to Tabasco being or whatever, you know. Oh, um, um we're in New Orleans. We, where. yes, we are, are, are broadcasting
0: live from New Orleans. New Orleans. Uh, so, uh, go- never never say Orleans, please. Yeah. Don't do it, just don't. Uh,
1: so gochujang is the, gochujang. the... It's chili pepper with um, fermented soybean paste mm-hmm. included in it. The Koreans... Are famous for fermenting the hell out of stuff.
0: Yeah, like, man, if you never had kimchi, you haven't lived. And oh, that's, my goodness. And that's, and that's, you can take that to the bank. Yes, that's say. the yeah. God's honest truth. Spicy is all get out, right?
1: <laughs> um, it's killer. Uh, the, the mixed vegetables, mm-hmm. you, they're, they're each cooked separately. Um, it's called namul. It's mm-hmm. a, basically, that's the word for a side vegetable dish. In, in Korean, in Korean, the idea. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I'm, yeah. The idea is that <laughs> you have a layer of rice mm-hmm. that um, is yeah in the hot stone bowl or cast iron bowl. So it crisps up. Crisp up all on that, that. It's set, all good. Right. Sesame oil. Famous well, yeah, sesame. sesame oil. Mm, yeah. it's killer. Um, the and on top of that, the thing that kind of just distinguishes it from you know like a paella or a jambalaya. Which, will, a,
0: which we will get into at some point. Don't yes, worry. absolutely.
1: <laughs> um, they. It's the the beauty of the arrangement on top. It's it's really really cool. Man, um, I
0: tell you what, if I can say one thing, man, it is a st- it is the most aesthetically pleasing dish I've
1: probably yeah. made in a long time. I think that's dr- that's drastically part of the appeal of it is the aesthetic. P- don't worry, pictures will be up on the Facebook and yeah. and, and stuff like that. Yeah, so. there's uh, there's plenty of stuff for you to follow up on. We want we had a lot of fun making it, and mm-hmm. I think you'd like to you know check it out too if you're interested. But the idea is that it's it's arranged, um, you know with complementing colors, kind of coordinating around each other, and then it's all topped off with that fresh, either, if you're, you can either go, some people go raw with the egg, we went uh, basically sunny side, side, just a little bit, and um, the idea is that it's served to you, and you finish the prep by mixing it all together. Crack, crack the yolk open as hard as
0: you can, just bust it open everywhere, and and then then mix, mix it all up.
1: Mix it all up, and then it's just, I mean, it's beautiful and gooey and sticky ricey, and Gosh, dang it. It's I <laughs> <laughs>
0: can't tell you nothing about. I mean, about yeah,
1: it. I really I really can't. It's, right, it's incredible. Um, if I can, in my research
0: according to finddininglovers.com, it's a fun little anecdote on mm-hmm. what, what was it? Bibimbap. BB... Bibimbap. Okay. I'm 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 the worst with the guys. Um, uh, it was only made about a hundred years ago, mm. but it was derived from a Korean dish called Goldongban. Goldongban, that's it. Which is pretty much just like, just rice and whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, it emerged in the Joseon period. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. was about 14th century era. 14th, 14th mm. to 16th century. And, um, it was, you know, usually ate around like the either lunar, um, uh, what do you call that? Basically it's New Year's. Yeah, New, yeah. Yeah, New Year's event. And um, pretty much people just like got everything out of their cellars, mm-hmm. made a whole bunch of rice, threw it all together, and it just fed the entire village. Um, it was first mentioned... I'm about to butcher all of these words, mm-hmm. y'all. I'm sorry. It was first mentioned in the Sui Jun Su, which was a anonymous cookbook uh, from Korea that came out in the late 19th century. Right. Um, it's been described as like this Korean tourism website. They described it as... Uh, bibimbap is
1: Korean as kimchi. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's 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 fair pretty pretty damn accurate. Yeah, um, the golden bond that it comes from is um, you know dates back really far, like you were saying. Yeah. And the idea of the with the idea behind the New York year, New Year's approach is um, it was considered kind of bad fortune or bad luck to um, have leftovers going into the New Year. The so idea, it's like
0: New Year, New the, Year? The, yeah,
1: New Year, New Year. <laughs> <laughs> New Year, New Me live, of the 14th century. Live, life, love. Yeah. You know, the yeah. Koreans uh, pioneered that. Cr- cr- yeah, <laughs> it was a Joseon uh, YOLO. What it, um, but, um, yeah, so it's it's kind of similar to the concept of, um, you know, eating black eyed peas and cabbage yeah. on New Year's Day well, to kind of like, have a good year. I feel like, you know, each different culture...
0: Has like that one thing, mm. you know, like you know, everybody has bread or some right. form of it, Or, like you know, and like theirs is like a celebratory thing. But like, mm. like you were saying, like the uh, black eyed peas is that is that a regional thing or is that an you American know what? Thing?
1: Actually, I th- I'm not sure if that's just a Southern United States thing, or if that expands the entire nation. Or oh, and also for
0: those who don't know, um, I guess maybe down here and not anywhere else, you, black eyed peas is for money or wealth, and then corn. No wait, cabbage mm-hmm. is for I've been saying corn. Cabbage is for money, and then black-eyed peas is for good luck. Right. And you eat that on New Year's Day. And sometimes right. you uh, put cabbage in your wallet to keep it going all year. <laughs> You're here. just making shit up now. No, I swear, all dude. Right, please, I, I swear. My dad gave me and my little brother, like, pieces of
1: cabbage folded up in, like, foil, and we kept it in our wallets until we eventually lost it. To be fair, though, if, if we started telling everybody the things that our dads do, I mean, we would going to... Hey, uh, also, um, side note, podcast ideas, stuff our dads Yeah, that's a great name. (laughs) Well, we can probably just do a book for that. (laughs) And you know what, too? The thing about it is... Shout out to all dads. Yeah, yeah, holler. uh, The thing about (laughs) it is... it also, you know, you've you got a cool, there's definitely a cool tradition and history to it, but it's also very practical type food. So and, it's,
0: and I'll say it, it's kind of easy.
1: It's too, Yeah, um, <laughs> I think that the thing that I did the most here was overestimate. Yeah, don't don't let the name all fool right. you. It's easy peasy, lemon squeezy. It's very greasy. easy. I think the hardest part about it is just finding, get, finding all the finding stuff. Finding the ingredients. Yeah. Unless you've you, you got the Hong Kong market, if if your got, one-stop if shop. If you've got a consolidated, nice little foreign mm-hmm. market around you, uh, then definitely take advantage of it. But you know, also too, we're talking about you know, it's it practical in the sense that you can make an enormous pot of it and mm-hmm. serve it. So that's what they would do around so harvest time. So the whole crew, yeah. Um, but it, what's interesting too about the the golden bong to be transformation is that it carried with it um, mm-hmm. the golden yes. bong was often involved in um, ancient ancestral rites, mm-hmm. which kind of what probably, do you mean by that? it was. They were they would present kind of offerings like as like. You know, like to the gods and stuff? To their ancestors, that was the uh, the oh, idea. Was, so that's, okay, okay, where okay. The ritualist, that's where the ritual is that's where the beauty element, the aesthetic comes from it. Uh huh. So it was it was basically uh-huh. the food is presented as not necessarily an offering, but like a it, it, the food pays homage to well, the right. ancestors. And then thing. you mix it and you eat it. Right. You mix it
0: all up. Right. Um uh-huh. Is is this a good time to go get the drinks? A little bit more? Okay.
1: All right. no. <laughs> <laughs> Hush. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what, one really th- another really interesting thing about it is, too, is along with that ancient ancient rite and and um, you know tradition and the ritualistic aspect of it is that there's a lot of symbolism that's mm-hmm. included in mm-hmm. the um in the the layout of of the aesthetic of of the of the dish. So you've got you know darker colors, uh, which you know in our case was uh, mushrooms. And uh, it's Real like that. stinky mushrooms. Stinky, yeah, they were mushroom. Delicious. They reek.
0: They were tasty, but they were reek.
1: Um, so basically, darker colors kind of stand for the north and the kidneys, because there's a uh, personification going so, on it's with like the dish. So no directions
0: in Oregon. In a sense. In a sense. Um, yeah. Man, uh, one take. One takeaway from this, guys. People give a lot more of a crap about their food everywhere else. And so, man, look you know you do there's no color arrangement at the mcdonald's <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> far from it no. so yeah it's just one thing i personally like oh, my patrick moment of the dish is like man people put a lot more thought and stuff into their
1: food and man. that's another really cool thing about us discovering it is that we don't just you know drive through and get a, a meal and eat it and move we make on it. there's a whole lot of stuff you got to learn about what you're mm-hmm. doing and it's interesting and it's Actually a lot of a lot of fun.
0: Also, folks, be prepared. We will one day I foresee it. We're probably like today's item would taste great. But that's probably not always gonna be the case.
1: No, we I think we got a little lucky at some points yeah. for sure. Because yeah. we were kinda guessed I mean we you know, you can read as many recipes as you yeah. want, yeah. but in the end, um you're eyeballing it. You oh, know? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so just real quick with the symbolism because it is kind of interesting. With it, It's I'm a holistic.
0: I'm going to go, folks, I'm going to go make um, our cocktail of the day. It's going to be a Moscow Mule. Drew's going to take it away because he's the smart one. I am just the, the pretty one. <laughs>
1: I don't know how I got stuck with that designation, but we'll go with it. So, the uh, symbolism behind the bebin layout is the uh, darker colors are kind of coordinated near each other and they kind of rec- uh, symbolize the north and the kidneys reddish orange colors uh, you know we for our instance with carrots and also the chili p- uh, paste um, represents the south and the heart uh, the greenish colors which we use zucchini um, there's also be, you can use spinach or cucumber and we had the pickle as well represents the east or the liver uh, white which for us was sprouts and of course the rice itself represents the west and the lungs which makes sense it's a it's pretty important organ so the rice is kind of like the staple of the, de- of the meal and then the yellow represents the center and the stomach and that is the delicious yolk of the egg that you mix in and it's just everywhere so the stomach and the center ties together the whole meal and ties together your life your well-being I think in my opinion anyway so Patrick is coming back in here to make a Moscow mule that's our cocktail of the day now obviously not an amazing companion, but, you know, they do come... They do share uh, maybe some communist uh, leanings, so we can maybe call them comrades in a sense, not necessarily companions. But the Moscow Mule has a relatively interesting history. I think so, anyway. Um, In my opinion, I think it's a perfect representation of advertising. That's like... It's some madman shit going on here. Um, Basically... Um, Americans in the nineteen forties. This is when the that's when the drink was invented in the early forties. Uh, they weren't drinking vodka. Americans were not drinking vodka in the forties, thirties, and forties. In fact, they cons- a lot of there was a running joke that vodka uh, was Russian for horrible or terrible. People didn't drink it. Um, so, oh, there we go.
0: Guess who's and there?
1: Patrick has returned with the Mule I Was just mentioning.
0: Oh, did you already skip and start? Talking
1: I very, very briefly just talked about how I got um, I understand, and you're the bartender, <laughs> you know. but um, I all I said was that um, <laughs> that um, Americans in the '40s and '30s weren't drinking vodka.
0: Uh-uh, man. No. Well, because you know Russian all that stigma. Yeah. Um Oh wait, yeah, Cheers, man. Cheers, bro. All right. Um. Yeah, we got fancy copper mugs. we will mm. get to them. Um. So I'm gonna go get my my spiel on. Go ahead. On. Yeah. Feel free to jump in and like agree mm-hmm. with me. Uh, it was invented in 1941. Uh, at a British pub in LA by a bartender named West Price. The name of the pub was Cock and Bull. Cock and Bull. We're not making this stuff up, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's it's a, it's a
1: truly American story. How the Moscow Mule got started. I said it's some Mad Men shit. Um, it's basically <laughs> it's a case study of advertising. It's really fantastic. Yeah. All right. Um.
0: So I'm gonna exhibit three things. Um. You got exhibit A. A guy named John Martin, who is mm-hmm. an exec at the Hublin Drink Company. Which had just bought the rights to Smirnoff. A little company known as Smirnoff. <laughs> so maybe you heard of it. <laughs> maybe you have. Um, and they had just bought the company to Smirnoff and they were having trouble selling vodka. Mm-hmm. Then you got Exhibit B, a guy named Jack Morgan, who's the owner of Cock. Jack, Jack Cock and it, Bull. I thought
1: it was Jack and Bull. No, Cock and Bull
0: in LA. That's gross. Man. All right. The, <laughs> yeah, all right, Um. Cock and Bull, and uh, this guy ordered way too much ginger beer. No, he made it himself, actually. The ginger beer? And it just wasn't... He couldn't move it. He okay. made it in right, the car. So, yeah. oh, so you got a guy who got a whole, a whole mess of vodka, a guy mm-hmm. who has a whole mess of ginger beer. And, on top of that... And wait, wait, now here's <laughs> the kicker. Uh, Jack Morgan, the owner of Jack and Bull, apparently had a girlfriend who owned a copper company. And according to Ted Hume in Venture Spirits and Forgotten Cocktails... Apparently, A plus B plus C equals a Moscow Mule. <laughs> so, um, the bartender who did it, he was the head bartender at Cockham Bowl at the time, Wes Price, says he just wanted to clean stuff out of the basement. A plus B plus a clean basement equals a fantastic cocktail. Right.
1: And they just chose, I mean, Moscow as just randomly, that, well, know, it's it's Russian, vodka. whatever, yeah. done.
0: Um, so, um, um, some quick specs on it. Um, traditionally, it's two ounces of vodka. Mm. Uh, juice from, like, two bar limes, you know, the lime, sorry, however much lime juice you want, we don't judge, go, cr- lime it up, and then, um, top it off with some ginger beer, the ginger beer we chose today was Fever Tree ginger beer,
1: man, it is some good quality stuff, highly recommended. This is, uh, I mean, fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah. delicious. Um, and John G. Martin, that's the, the fella who, uh, bought that tiny company at the time, Smirnoff, actually bought it for 14 grand, it was... No. Uh, And he just couldn't move the vodka. Um, He's famous also for um, spreading A1 steak sauce around the country. Oh, that was him too? Yeah, that was him. Huh. And he went on a cross-country tour with a shit ton of copper mugs, a lot of Smirnoff vodka, and a bunch of Jack Morgan ginger beer. He went from bar to bar. And he promoted it as if this big craze going on in Guys, L.A. Guys, in L.A., is, is, is nuts, y'all. Y'all yeah. won't believe it. You don't know what's going on in You there. gotta try it, right? Mm. And he um, he would take two Polaroids after he left. He'd leave, leave them with the bar so that they could feel like they were famous, mm-hmm. that they were spreading an L.A. drink. And he would take the other one. Put it in his book and bring it to the next bar and say, "Hey, did you hear about that other bar?" That is some high <laughs> quality marketing from the first. And looks honestly, uh, like you said, A plus B equals A plus B plus T equals.
0: Put that yeah. in is what we're getting. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: science. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's um, it's kind of you know remarkable that a an advertising gimmick by a single by like, well, like one gent but a couple fellas. Yeah. right. <laughs> It's now, like, a staple cocktail. Is that, is that like, our, our units of, of measure?
0: <laughs> One gentleman and you know, a couple fellas. A gent and a fella, you know? Equals a bushel of yeah. dudes and, you know... It's a peck. A barrel of bros. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. A peck of people. Um, yeah, I mean, it's really just uh, a case point... Like I said, a case point example, a case study of... A brilliant mark uh, marketing can. And um, Drew was asking
0: camp me earlier uh, with the copper cups. He's like, "Oh, do you freeze them? You don't freeze them because copper is a very good conductor of temperature. Mm. And so if you know you ice them up real well, they just freeze over because of the copper. Mm. And all oh, then My my little mug is coming a little apart, but
1: whatever. Yeah, man, um, really good stuff. You got anything else? Yeah. What else? What, what else? What you got going on? What's going on with you? How are you doing? Man, I don't know, man. It's Thursday. It's the weekend coming up. Yeah.
0: That's true. Um, um, and um, that's gonna conclude our first episode. I think. Um, guys, like us on Facebook. Email us at.
1: Um, <laughs> what was his name? of podcast? Soundbites podcast.
0: Soundbites podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Facebook with the same name. Uh, um, email us any suggestions you have. You will definitely get a shout out. Anything you want to
1: see us cook and or make, drink wise. We would appreciate honestly any feedback you know that's not I guess too mean yeah maybe a little mean I
0: mean you could use cuss
1: words but yeah. you know you don't have to get personal. be real about it okay? yeah um, yeah thank thank you guys so much we had a lot of fun making it uh, music was done by Matt Ordez and the Ordez oh. brothers yeah they're, they're fantastic yeah they great guys um, um, yeah so uh, we're gonna
0: keep drinking and uh, y'all keep listening see, y- see you next week see you next week